Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Jeremy and Brian Try to Podcast. This is going to be episode five. I apologize. I, re- I actually edited this um, like five days ago in an airport, and I can't remember exactly what we talked about. And really, the main reason why I'm doing this intro right now is so that uh, you're aware that at the very end of this episode, I tell you to go to certain websites and certain Twitter handles. Well, those are the wrong ones. We are trytopodcast.com. We are at trytopodcast.com. And if you want to leave a voice memo just like I am right now, you can email us. It is trytopodcast at gmail.com. Search for us on Facebook, Try to Podcast. I still can't believe uh, those handles were available. I mean, I feel like everybody tries to podcast and there should be a website out there of Try to Podcast. Anyway, it's still av- it was available when we booked this and... Uh, here we are. So uh, enjoy this episode. Uh, we are getting caught up. Um, we have uh, recorded one episode live and we are letting everything kind of catch up for a little while while I'm on the road right now working. So uh, please to enjoy episode number five of Try to Podcast. <laughs> oh, oh God, I, dude, I, we I, didn't I introduce ourselves at the beginning of this podcast. I'm Jeremy. What's your name, dude? Hey, I'm Brian. Hey, everybody. Hey, Chody, and that is also hey. Chody on the other end. Hey, I'm Chody. Hi, Chody. Chody. Chody, Chody, Chody. Chody, I've got Chody. a lot to Chody. get to today. Um, to peel back the curtain for the people, we recorded on uh, we recorded a couple days ago, and we sure did. It uh, it didn't work out. Sometimes these things don't work out. You record an entire episode, and S doesn't. S hits the fan. It just doesn't work out. And hey, I told you, I don't trust that internet. I don't use it for my banking. I don't use it for my doctors. <laughs> I won't use it for anything because if you just would have wrote the show down on paper, people could read the show. You've got a point. If we had a you blog. You know, we had diaries in my days, podcasts, modcasts. If we had a blog, that wouldn't have been an issue whatsoever. We could have just typed it up and Oh, my God. Do people still blog? I don't know. We're going to blog. Okay, we're going to. Well, hell yeah, people are still blogging. <laughs> Of course they are, and you guys better be ready to read some blogs. <laughs> you better be ready to read a bunch of boring old blogs. That's, uh, that's all I yes, can say. It's exactly, content. Yeah, blog away. It drives people to our site, when, which we don't really have yet, but uh, we will have it. I've got a lot to get to today. Um, I've got some stuff to complain about, and I want yes. to I want to go back over some of the stuff we talked about uh, last sure. week because it was good. And I, I, I don't feel like it should just be out there in the ether. You know what I mean? So let's go ahead and get started. If you want to go and take a ride with me, we're three wheeling in the fall with the goldies. Oh, why must I live this way? If you want to go and get high with me, smoke a L in the back. The Benzy, oh why must I feel this way? In the club on the All right. Oh god, I have to apologize. I slammed three slices of Casey's pizza before we started. Oh man, that sounds amazing. It's coming back to me. It's all coming back. It's all coming back to me now. When you touch me like and when you, you know, and real quick, I want to say I did not eat Casey's pizza because a little side note, peel back the curtain even further, folks. I am two and a half weeks into the keto diet. What? What? I have not had bread, pasta, <laughs> pop, or 
very little sugar in two and a half weeks. Oh, no. And I am still moving. I just had a T-bone steak and low-fat cottage cheese for dinner. What And instead of my traditional chewing tobacco and Pepsi, okay. I'm having chewing tobacco and? and water. Wow. I do not drink water, folks. The only water I drink is the melted ice in my Pepsi. <laughs> and, and, and I see you drinking... Your water. This is, is a pilsner. This is a pilsner. No, no, no. no. My, Good my... for you. You're not drinking hard liquor. I'm proud of you, bud. Proud well, of you. Oh, got, wait. There I've it got is. This. Never mind. This is Never for later. Mind. I'm, I'm warming up. You know, uh-huh. I'm like a sprinter. I got to warm up. You know. Get... Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you? It's Wednesday. Right. Uh, well, yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, it's a drinking night. It you is. Know, people are trying to get me to have drinks tonight. It seems like I'm the local rebound guy. Another girl oh. left her boyfriend. She's hit me up on Facebook, want me to meet her at the bar, blah, blah, blah. You poor Look, thing. I'm not Dennis Robin. I'm not interested in rebounds, okay? <laughs> I'm looking for the real thing. I'm not here to clean the glass. I'm not here to pick up any missed shots, any sloppy rims. I'm just here to do <laughs> my thing, rims. okay? I just want to say right now, a sloppy do rim. Not call me. A sloppy rim, that kind of sounds like... Yeah, uh, yeah, it was a double entendre. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like... Prison word of the week. week. Oh, yes. (laughs) Wow, there could be so many meanings for that. But but what we talked about last week was um, some of the stuff that I guess the positives that came from the prison experience. Yes. Let me set this up for you because um, we've been joking around about prison. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. here's the thing. I know people in prison and their loved ones of mine and the and of course, their loved ones are my loved ones. You know what I mean? So when I joke, sure. when I joke around about prison, I, I, I feel kind of bad about that because, you know, they're in prison and they might be scared of what's going on in there. Uh, but people in prison joke about prison every day, too. So it's OK. Right. OK, I, I hope that's good. But I also I don't want to paint you in a in a light or put you in a corner of where you just thought it was fun and games and like make it look like to our audience that you didn't learn anything from it or anything like that. So I'd like sure, to go I over some. I did not some... get any spider web tattoos. I don't have a teardrop under my eye. I don't have thug life tattooed on my stomach. Nothing like that. Right. But you do have only God can judge me over uh, on your, uh, on your, uh, what, what do you call this? Your sternum. You've got that, but you got that long before you went to prison. So <laughs> no, I, I don't recall seeing that, but I do have nothing to lose tattooed around my gun wounds. You but know what I'm saying? It says muffins Rest in peace, though. It says muffins deluche around it, though. Muffins deluche. <laughs> Which we'll get you into at some that. point. Nice callback. We'll get into that at some point. Um, you know, I uh, I listened to an old episode of uh, Eureka Podcast the other day because uh, my buddy Soup came on there at one point. He's a mutual buddy. And uh, we talked about some of our Chody stories together in that episode, and we we told the Muffins Deluge story on there, and so it, it kind of came up fresh in my mind. I was like, "Oh no!" So yes, we'll, we'll have, have to, to re- uh, revisit that again later that, on. That will be revisited at some point. But go ahead, you you. Uh, I was interrupted. So, whenever um, I was locked up, nobody in my family had ever uh, been to prison, been to jail. They never thought that I would certainly end up there. So. It was a big shock when I was on the weekly news. I mean, I'm sorry, the nightly news for a week, ah. two weeks, and then half a week after that. Was, was it that long? Deal. Wow. Yeah, See, so, I had already moved out here to uh, bum F nowhere. So yes. it, it took me a while to, to find out what the heck was going on. 
Yeah, well, it finally caught up with you because I got a letter from you. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. But, um, you know, so, so it's kind of a, a, a hard thing because my family's always been there for me. And even though I should never expect them to be with me through something like that, it's kind of hard when you realize you're in a completely foreign land. And prison is that. Right. If you've never been in trouble, you do not know the people. You walk in a stranger. Nobody knows you. Nobody trusts you. Right. And – you know, you got to try and work your way to meet some people and make quote unquote friends. And is that really a place you want to make friends? Interesting. Uh, yeah, I guess you. Uh, I guess you're right because there are so many repeat offenders in there. Sure, exactly right. So I, I was in there with no money. Right. I was eating uh, prison trays, which are very minimal, but you're so hungry you'll eat them. They're disgusting, but they're small. They're not filling, and um, so it, this is a big eye opener for me. I was in there. I was right before that a bank manager, and now I was so hungry, I was cleaning drug dealers' underwear and socks, <laughs> hand washing in the sink yeah. for candy bars and for soups. And that was just a big, you know, wake up call. I believe I talked about that in another episode, but that is definitely a wake up call. But when I got to prison, I had already made the decision that I was never going to put myself and my family through this again. Right. Whenever you go to prison, you're not the only one doing time. All huh. your loved ones are doing that time with you, and that's uh, difficult for everyone. As a matter of fact, I can see it in photographs of my mother over that four-and-a-half-year period, how much she aged Interesting. just because of what I put put her through. Yeah. And you know that's, that's hard to live with. But when I got to prison, I learned about something uh, one night on the way to Chow – which is what they call it. They call X unit to chow, X unit to chow. And then everybody corrals there like cattle. Right. And um, on the way there, I noticed these people living in the basement section of the chow hall. And they're wearing like sweatshirts in the hot, steamy summer. And I asked the guy next to me, I said, who are those people? Why in the hell are they wearing sweatshirts? <laughs> and uh, where did they get that delicious-looking Pepsi? <laughs> and he told me that those guys have private industry jobs, and they get to leave the prison every day and go work for a real company and make minimum wage. And they're wearing sweatshirts because their building has air conditioning. No other building there has air conditioning. Wait the, a the, second. So, so it's so cold there. That they actually have to have sweaters on while you yes, guys are suffering yes, in the heat. Yes, you can get a sweatsuit in prison with your name on it. It runs you about 80 bucks for some generic Walmart brand sweats. Okay. And then they uh, stencil, spray stencil your name on them wow. and your number. That's crazy. So, But what I was thinking of, I, I'm thinking of actually Dumb and Dumber when he's got two, two gloves on. He's like, here, you can have mine. I'm, I'm yeah, going to get exactly. a little hot anyway. <laughs> yeah, so, so – you know, they're definitely stepping out there. If they're out there during chow call, it's because they're out there to see someone like, hey, I need to see you at yard when yard opens or, hey, did you get that for me? Huh. They're out there handling business in a quick, uh, quick two words or just a glance. Gotcha. Um, so they're out there in their sweatshirts. And I'm like, you know, I don't know what it's going to take to get down there, but I'm going to do whatever it takes. And apparently all it takes is just don't get in trouble. Isn't oh, that just easy? But some people cannot do it. So you come to prison as a level one. Okay. Now I, I don't want to. I don't want to keep interrupting you, but I feel like well, I want to. I want to ask questions that I think the audience might listen might ask as well. So you say 
as long as you behave yourself. I mean, BTK, Dennis Rader, isn't going to get a public job like that, right? I mean, it's not like you can be oh, that's, that's a serial a killer and then just be like, hey, I'm behaving myself, so let me let me go get this job. That's true. Now, although I was at the minimum camp in Lansing Prison, there are murderers there at the minimum. Okay. But they've been in prison for a long time, have followed the rules, and worked their way worked their way down from max, medium, to minimum custody. Okay. And as long as they have not got any write-ups, then they can earn their level two and their level three, which allows you to get a job. Now, of course— It takes a, a while, killer, I imagine. A serial killer or a chomo— Okay. Oh, is wait. Is not— a, Ah, crap. Oh, wrong one. There it is. Yes. Chomo, word of the day. So, um— they are not allowed to leave, period. So they are considered still a danger to the public. Okay. Like they would, they, they would offend again. They would victimize someone. So no, they are not allowed to leave. I no, see. That is correct. I see. Okay. Okay. So that fills in a few of the gaps there. Sure. So I, I um, followed the rules, got my level, and got an interview the next week, got the job, and I started. Um, and this is kind of another eye-opener for me because I've always had white-collar jobs. Yeah. And now I'm working in a hot metal fabrication shop. Ugh. I mean, I'm telling you, it's it's just, it's never not hot. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, the only time it's not hot is in the winter when it's freezing cold. So it's like, whatever the weather is outside, it's the same weather on the inside. Okay. And I'm sitting there, you know, getting to work at five in the morning and I'm grinding metal. So, you know, by six, I'm covered in, in grind dust. Uh, it's I'm bleeding typically because I've cut myself on something, <laughs> lifting heavy stuff. And okay. and I was like, yeah, this isn't for me. After day three, I was ready to quit. I'm not going to lie. Huh. But, you know, in my mind, I was thinking that, you know, I can't because nobody else is going to take care of me while I'm in prison. Right. So I, I imagine for, that there might have been fear that there might not be anybody on the outside either. Well, that, at that that's point. what I mean. Exactly. There's no one. I mean, There's, like, so you might get out and not have any safety net either. That's true. At yeah, that point, at that I was point. not talking to my parents still. Okay. Uh, so this was uh, – everything was up in the air for me. And so I went to work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Then I missed Thursday and Friday. I figured, you know, I worked three days, made minimum wage. I made enough money to buy some food. I'm going to take a few days off. Oh, God. Went back the next week, missed, worked Monday, Tuesday, missed Wednesday, went back Thursday, Friday. They didn't care? And Yeah. Well, they do. Okay. They do care. Okay. When you miss, they call to the prison and say, why isn't this guy freaking at work today? Okay. And then and then the guard comes to your bed and says, why aren't you at work today? I'm tired. And, and well, then you got a fake sick. Uh, well, now you got to put in a sick call slip before you can return to work. So now you got to go wait in a long two-hour line just so the nurse can sign off to let you go back to work. So it really uh, costs uh, in the long run. Yeah, and plus yeah. it costs five dollars to visit the nurse. So interesting. Um, I, I, you know, they, they talked to me and said your attendance is bad. You need to step it up or get somebody else to take your place. Pretty straightforward. And, yeah, pretty straightforward. Yeah. And there's a line of people at the prison waiting for that job. I bet. You know, it's, I mean, it definitely is a privilege. And then that's when it hit me, you know, I kept telling myself, man, I'm a banker. I don't do this stuff of all. But then I thought to myself, dude, you're not a banker anymore. 
<laughs> you're not a real estate agent anymore. Right. You cannot do those careers ever again, even if you wanted to with the felonies you have. You better take advantage of this. You better learn what you can because this may be your future. This may be it. Right. So that's when I bought in. That's good. And I started working hard. So you – it sounds like – so I've, I've had this conversation with people uh, on the outside, not not in the Husqvar, Um that um, there are people, <laughs> there are people out there who people out here um, who aren't familiar with the prison system, who think that it's simply a place where they throw you in a room for with your thoughts for five years, however long you're in there, and yeah. all they do is beat you. All you're doing is trying to avoid rape the entire time. Like they, 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 there's this thought of prison that I to me isn't necessarily accurate I've seen Oz I've had conversations with you I've seen Orange is the New Black but really the conversations that I had with you were the ones that opened my eyes to the fact that there are programs in there that if you choose to take advantage of them then you can better yourself and prepare yourself for the other side for sure but I want to be upfront with you what you explained in the beginning yeah about stuck in a room all day, avoiding rape. You did just describe the max. Ah, did you? I set mean, it is max? still like that. It is still like that back there. Did, um, you, did you go to max at all? The only time I went to the max was to play in the all-star softball tournament. And I've been wanting to bring I that also, up to you. <laughs> I also went to the max to go to the clinic when I had the MRSA on my taint. Oh, um, but that God. was in the clinic, and I was locked in my own room by myself. Wow. Um, wow. But. I, We've got um, to talk about that softball at some point because there's there's a crazy intramural softball tournament. Softball, football, ba- uh, uh, basketball. Um, yeah, there's there, there's a lot of sporting leagues in there. Yeah, so in the softball, they picked the, the best people from all the teams, and you went to the max, and you played the all-star team from the medium, the all-star team from the max, and you played a team from the outside. We beat everyone undefeated <laughs> champions, the shockers. Uh, yes. You've got some stories about that, though, but we will have to oh, get yeah, into it. Some sure. point. We'll get into that later. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so, so I bought in and I was in the grind shop and I stayed there for about six months. They moved me to QCI, which is quality control, which is inspecting parts before they go to customer. Okay. And then after doing that for a year, I finally got all my weld certifications and I became a welder. Nice. Which now, is something you never did on the outside. Never, <laughs> never. I mean, this is like the furthest thing. I think I saw a welder on TV once. Right, like on public access and. and yeah, I mean, you know, like or on a on a Votech commercial. Right. Oh yeah, oh know? yeah, yeah. WTI. Who says welding's just for guys? See you in class. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I so I, I saw some things, but I never really thought I would ever be in a position to weld a thing. <laughs> you know, and now, now I can say that, you know, I've welded parts that are on Southwest Airline trucks that go up and down the runways that service oh, yeah? the planes. Interesting. I have welded Husqvarna construction tools, ah. I, I, a, a whole wide range of things. I welded right. only for six months. And okay. finally, they realized that, you know what, this guy, his skill sets more in organization, leadership. Um, more like using my brain rather than my back. So uh, yeah, they yeah. moved me to a position where basically I was running the weld shop as an inmate, and I had that job until I was released. Nice. Yeah, so w- when I was released, the company I was working for did not have a position at that time. Now, 
I was actually recruited by the company next door to be a production manager for them. So I was able to come in right out of uh, right out of prison, making really, really good money. And uh, things were going very well there. And I really have I don't have many complaints, but finally they realized at the company I worked at when I was in prison that they needed me. So they created a management position and they kept making me offers, uh, you know, and I told them, I said, I'm comfortable here. I'm not going to leave here. Okay, we'll match the pay. Look, I'm not going to come over there for the same pay. Finally, they upped the pay quite a bit and I could not say no. So now I am back at the company where I worked at in prison where I was about Uh, to quit. Okay. Oh, yeah. And thank God I told myself, you need to realize that you need to learn this because this may be your future. Right. And it is. And it, it is. is. And I'm, I'm there now and I'm extremely happy and it's a big inspiration for the guys I was locked up with yes. and even the new guys I don't know yes. to see get me in, doing well. Get into that a little bit more because not only are you working at the same place, you're working with some of the same people that you were – Locked up with before working with yeah before? several I'd say at least twenty to thirty of them I you know slept by showered with yeah. and you know lived with and worked with for you know uh, pretty much three to five years of my time that I was there right right so they see you they see you leave and now yes. you are an example of what can happen because I have to imagine while you're in there a lot of it is hypothetical is yeah sure I'm learning this craft but who's going to hire me. You know. Yes, yes. Now, as we talked about in the lost episode. The lost episode. Yes, the, the welding industry is the highest industry as far as hiring felons. Yeah. So as long as you can weld, we'll take you. We don't care about your, your past. We care about your future. Right. What can you do for us? Interesting. And um, that's uh, something that a lot of them are getting out and having no problem getting a job. Another great thing about this program is there's two companies in the Kansas City area that as long as you complete the program, you are hired right away. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, really, you just got to stay out of trouble, do the right thing. It's just like the real world, you know? The more <laughs> you do right, the more more privileges you get. Yes. And you've, you've mentioned this a little bit. I think we got into it in the lost episode that um, a lot of this uh, teaches you how to get out and live on your own because not only – um, are you making a paycheck? But don't you also have things you have to pay for in prison? You mentioned five dollars to go to the doctor. You've got oh yes, you paid yeah, rent. I mean, at, at, is that right? You paid rent for the room that you stayed in, or something like that. Yes, twenty five percent of your check goes to the prison. Huh? You know, you pay taxes just like anybody else, so it benefits the state. You pay right. child support, which benefits the mothers. Good. So really, it's all the way around, and it teaches these guys and myself another skill. Which gives them an opportunity to where they won't reoffend. Right. Not to mention they're leaving prison with a nest egg yeah. for them to start their new life. Otherwise, you they open the gates, they give you fifty bucks and say good luck, and right. then most of them will just go buy a fifty sack. And that's part of what I I find um, I, I don't know inspiring. I guess would be the word I'm looking for is the fact that. You're making the paycheck. Like you said, it's good for society and it's good for you to learn, you know, I got to make the paycheck. But a lot of the people, yourself included, hadn't been holding down a job before they went to prison. 
And sure, exactly. They, they yeah, a lot of them had never worked a day in their life. Exactly. They never clocked in anywhere. And they All they've ever done is sell drugs. And All they, they've ever done is steal. And they weren't setting aside money to pay their bills. Nope. They, they hadn't learned how to, you know, hey, yeah, I got a, I got a, I got a check here for $900, but... They hadn't learned. Okay, yeah, I got a check for nine hundred dollars, but six hundred of that is going to bills. That's and then, exactly right. And then so another really hundred and fifty of to that. Work with. Yeah, exactly. But then on top of that, you've got food you got to pay for, gas to get to and from work and stuff. So it it sounds like it teaches you how to exist on the outside. It, it, it really does, and it instills a work ethic. You know, it teaches yeah. them to get to work. You got to get up and get on that bus. If not, you're late. You miss work. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also teaches you, you know, that you you have to think about things like oh, I'm not going to stay up too late. I got to work tomorrow. Right. So it just gets because a lot of people have it in their mind that as soon as they're released, they've won the game. Congratulations, you're a winner. Yeah. Here's your prize package. You don't have to work anymore. You uh-huh. can do the well. That's not the case. Right. You're going to do on the streets exactly what you're doing in this program. You're going to go to bed. You're going to wake up. You're going to go to work. You're going to go to bed. You're going to wake up. You're going to go to work. It's and life. In between that's there, what we, that's what we all life. do. Yeah, that's what we all do. Yeah, so that's it's nothing different to what it is on the outside. And I just feel extremely lucky because a story like mine is very rare. Yeah. Uh, certainly nobody's – people have been hired on at the company they worked for in prison when they got out, but nobody's ever been recruited from another company to work at. And then for me to have the opportunity to go back to where I was, to where it feels like a family, yeah. I feel extremely lucky. I feel very, very lucky. Do you feel some pressure? I mean, you know, I, I do because I was, I was basically doing a portion of my job when I was in prison for minimum wage. Yeah. And now they've added some extra duties. Yeah. And they're paying me a nice, you know, chunk of change to do it. Right. So I'm like, I got to make sure that they think I'm worth it. Right. And, you know, I just got my first check stub today. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, they had to have made a mistake. But yeah. they didn't. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I hope they felt like I was worth this. Yeah. So, so because they believe in me so much. You walk into HR. Like, I'm, I'm, you walk into HR. I'm I'm sorry. I think I owe you some money here. This is uh this is <laughs> yeah, either that or you could dock my next pay, I guess, is a way we yeah, could I do this. Is this for now, just take it out of my next take it out, maybe maybe in installments, but I get it. I totally get it. It happens. It happens. I'm trying to be so, honest here, people. <laughs> so I I do feel very lucky. Um, and, and it's nice to, uh, be in a place working with people, uh, where I can understand what they're going through. I can be there to not only mentor them, or I can also be there to listen to them right. when dealing with personal issues. We had a guy who has been locked up for 25 years Phew. for murder and he was just passed on parole again, which means he was going up for parole uh, and they said, nope, see you again in five years. Oh, God. So my sentence that I did total, he has to do that all over again before he can even have a chance to get out. Wow. So it's just like, you know, that right there can really wreck your day because, you know, <sighs> when you're going into that meeting, you're hoping this is going to be the time. Oh, yeah. It, it's and, it's the biggest job interview of your life. Exactly. Of and, uh, what have know, I done? Life is actually on the line. Yeah, man, that's got to be tough. I mean, yes, this person murdered somebody, yes. but he spent 25 years. It sounds like he had to be clawing his way to get to the point where he's working at the same place as you. I oh, mean, definitely. you, you, uh, 25 I mean, years of go good behavior. Through, 
I, I think he was locked up for uh, maybe 20 years before he even got to come to minimum. Wow. But he wasn't living right when he first got there. You I know? see. So there's a lot of those guys who um, – and, and the thing is a lot of these guys come in and they have all day. All day means you got a lot of time. You have a long sentence. Yeah. Uh, you know, they come to prison, they got all day, and they get there and they just act out. They don't, they, they don't care. They, they don't freaking get. They only have a chance for parole for twenty years. I don't give a crap about right now. Yeah. yeah well, I, I then when see. they're going up for parole and they're looking back at all those write-ups, all that good time you lost. There's guys who have lost years of good time, years. Really. Which means they've you know added years back on their sentence. So right. you know, and so, so you got to be able to deal with a whole bunch of different personalities. Some guys are drug addicts who you know have broke, got caught selling drugs, got caught stealing, whatever. They're not there that long, and then he, <laughs> you got a guy like that. It's a different mindset, and you got to know how to approach him because he doesn't want to talk to just anyone on a day like that. So I bet. I bet my uh, Sarah and I were talking about this the other day. Imagine having a life sentence, knowing you're never going to get out. Um, and I feel like I'd be like the Andy, Andy Dufresne, uh, who I would just constantly be trying to break out of prison. Like, what else am I going to do? What else am I going to do? If I've got yes. a life sentence, I'm never going to leave. I mean, every single day plotting in my mind. How can I escape out of here? I don't care if it takes me 25 years. I'm going to every day move closer to that. Because what else am I going to do? So I can only imagine actually being in prison, facing 25 years, and realizing, oh, my first parole's in 20 years. Yeah, I mean, what, I've what, got what's five, incentive to behave? I've got five years in me that I could just, you know, F around and not, not yeah, give an ass. Yeah, I fight, have sex with boys. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the incentive is there. <laughs> you know, so there, there's, uh, um, you know, there's of people who uh, recently this guy had um, a year and a half left on a 15-year sentence. His mm. girlfriend wasn't answering the phone. He worked in the auto shop for the prison, like where they work on the cars that the prison owns. Yeah. Popped in, took off, went to her house to find out, you know, she's got to be cheating on me. That added five years to a sentence. Of course it did. Yeah. I mean, they don't, I mean, a lot of these guys don't think about the future. They think about right now. Well, that's part of and the reason why they're in there. It's a shame. It's part of the reason why they're in there, right? Is exactly. the fact that they weren't thinking about the future. And they never want to change that way of thinking. And that's well, why a lot of people who meet me would never guess that I was ever even in prison. Right. Uh, unless I tell them. And I, I talked about in the lost episode. Yes. Yeah, so I want to get into this. <laughs> about transparency. Yeah. And about how I want to live and be honest, you know. And I, I don't owe everyone my story. No, um, no, but no. anyone, you know, that, that I develop a relationship, friendship with or whatever, or anyone who has an iTunes account that wants to download an episode of gray flannel. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Do it. And, and you can have the whole story now. <laughs> uh, oh God, I, dude, I, we I, didn't I introduce ourselves at the beginning of this podcast. I'm Jeremy. What's your name, dude? Hey, I'm Brian. Hey everybody. AKA Chody. And that is also hey. Chody on the other end. Hey, I'm Chody. <laughs> so, um, I told you that I met this lady recently yeah you got a lady friend yes and man she's beautiful beautiful yes, i saw a picture i know pretty nice yeah. and i was um i saw the picture too by the way no oh the one that i showed you oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. um my so, wife did some posing for my birthday <laughs> yeah pretty incredible <laughs> i've got a book 
still holding it all together. Yes, she is. Yes, uh, she is. <laughs> uh, so this lady, I'd seen her around town, seen her at a restaurant, seen her grocery store. We always, uh, you know, made eyes, whatever. Never really said anything, but there's like an unspoken deal going on there. So like I said last week, I got up the balls because it's weird how Facebook knows. Uh, like for some reason, I, I, we don't have any mutual friends or anything, but it pops up people you may know. And I'm like, that's the lady from the store today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Imagine that, an algorithm that knows where you are and what you're doing. At all times. All times. Yes. Um, Sorry. Like sometimes my, I'll my be 65 pound and then like <laughs> a advertisement for Kleenexes will come up on Facebook. <laughs> I'm like, this is just too... Much. It knew exactly when I was done. I'm sorry. So, my, my, my 65 pound dog just got underneath me and is like m- messing around. But uh, I the same thing, type of thing happens as far as, well, uh, it's it's really just an example of domesticity. I've been married to Sarah for 10 years now. And uh, so she'll be looking at something online. And Facebook knows, I'm not on Facebook anymore, but at the time, Facebook would know that she is my wife and she is looking at something from, let's say, West Elm. And then as she's looking at something from West Elm, I'm scrolling through Facebook and all of a sudden an ad will pop up for the very couch that she happened to be looking at. That is amazing coding. It's great. I mean, it's 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 targeted advertising that a lot of people with privacy issues, they get pissed off at that. I get it. But at the same time, wouldn't you rather be have advertisements if, if you're going to have to have advertisements thrown at you, they might as well be they're things that you want. They're ones I actually want. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. And, and they're not, it's not Metamucil and, you know, freaking, uh, who knows what else, uh, diapers and stuff like that. No, I don't need that BS. No. I'm sorry. Can you hear the ruckus these dogs are causing right now? No, I, I, mean, I hope you cannot hear the ruckus that my dishwasher is causing. Let me tell <laughs> her to shut up. Be quiet back there. Oh, is that girl that you met? Is she there tonight? Or no, 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 no. Because I got to tell you that story. <laughs> okay, I got to hear this. So, hey, uh, hang on. So, I gotta, so you know I'm, what? Gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm sitting gonna, there. I'm gonna kick these dogs out. Hang on a second. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so now they're gonna be kicking the door and trying to come in, but at <laughs> least they're fine. not that's all fine. over me. So I'm sitting there looking at the profile, pacing back and forth, wondering: Is it psycho or is it romantic? Is it psycho or is it cute? Hey, sometimes that's a fine line, man. That is Very a fine, fine line. line. Depends, yeah, because it could be like, you know, a, a guy they're not attracted to or whatever, and it's creepy and it's weird. Right. But if you had a chance and they think, oh my God, I'm glad that this happened, well, I hit add friend. Yeah. And I'm pacing back and forth okay. and waiting, which seemed like an eternity. And finally, boom, it clips up and says, so and so. Accepted your friend request. Oh, so now I'm good. I'm thinking, yeah, hey, it's a win, right? Yeah. No, you know what? me. I gotta push the envelope even further. That's further, my chody. <laughs> you know me. I That's my chody. I'm gonna write her a message right now. Now. <laughs> yeah. The moment yeah. she accepts your friend request. Oh, pretty much within the first minute or a half, minute and a half. Yeah. <laughs> so what's going on? Nothing, you. Well, um, I was wondering if maybe you'd want to go get something to eat sometime or some coffee. I'm new in town, don't know many people, and uh, want to know if you wanted to get together. I'm well, not we can creepy. chat a little bit first. <laughs> so we chat. Okay. And after chatting with her for a day and a half, she wants to go out with me. 
Hey, all right. Yes. So we go out and we have a hell of a night. Oh, man, it was a great night. I felt free. I felt young. Is this uh, we where you went to time. Weston, Missouri, or is this Weston, different? Missouri, okay, at okay. this bar called O'Malley's. I'm going to plug O'Malley's here in Weston, Missouri. It's O'Malley's. wonderful. It's a Irish pub and restaurant upstairs, and then it has caves below it. <laughs> I've got to go. I've talked to my wife about this already. She was familiar with it because apparently it's a famous place, and we are we are down. We are going. Well, I cannot wait to go with. Yes, I invited myself along. <laughs> I, I just feel like, you know, I feel like the caves brought me to life. Nice. So you go down to the first level. There's this old man singing perverted Irish limericks. <laughs> he is disgusting. He's crass and he's amazing. <laughs> and it doesn't matter. You know, you got these very prissy, beautiful girls right next to the table. And he's singing about their vaginas and everything else. And just to see everybody having a good time. Yeah, just in their picking away, singing about the old bads. I love and then you it. go down deeper the main stage where they have a different band every week. So it was a great time. And I got to tell a side note. I don't know if I told this last week. Okay. Just full of single women. Oh, yeah. So I, I was drinking pretty heavily. I was drinking Double Jack and Cokes. hey oh. Yes, and I not eaten dinner. Oh. So I went down and got the delicious in-house homemade uh, Shepherd's pretzel pie. sticks. Oh, all right. That comes with a pepper jack dipping sauce <sighs> and a spicy brown mustard sauce. Are you trying to turn me on? Is that what this? Oh, bro, I hope. Like right now, I can't eat that because of my diet. Oh but my I tell you God. what, it was good. I am. So, I'm coming up. To, we're, we're I'm going moist. back up to the middle level. Again. Jody, I'm moist. I'm. I'm oh mo- God, I'm moist. <laughs> wipe that up, man. <laughs> wipe it up. I'll use one of those pretzel sticks to wipe it up. (laughs) So I run into these two beautiful women in between the two levels of caves. Oh, no. Beautiful. Facebook queen is still. Yes, she's with me. She's with you. Okay. Yes, she's right next to me. No, no. Oh, my God. Those look so good. And I said, well, here, take one. You can have one. No, they're yours. They're yours. I don't want to take yours. I mean, I'm talking. They are so sexy. <laughs> and it's not just because I got out of prison. I mean, they're actually sexy. They're actually sexy. Yeah, because there's some prison guards who leave prison every day feeling like Heidi Klum. Oh, I bet. Because they get hit on by guys who've been locked up for 20 years. I bet. Oh, they leave there with that strut. And as soon as they hit the outside world, they go back to Danny DeVito. Or they go back <laughs> to looking like the mom from Goonies. So they're Prison 9, but they're... So they're Hooskow 9, Real World 2s. Okay, bro. Say Hooskow one more time. I'm coming your way. Okay? I'm getting in the dang car. I'm getting in the caddy, and I'm coming your way. The caddy. I forgot you've got a caddy. <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, they. I say, take one. She goes, no. And I say, I did not put any roofies in them, I promise, which could also be considered creepy. But she uh, laughed. Yeah. She liked it. She yeah. likes roofies. She likes them. Who does? Who does? I mean, <laughs> if you're if you're just if you're if you're just tired, and yes. you you haven't been able to sleep for days. You know what? You don't want to upset the guy, but there's, you're tired at the same time. There's a couple you situations. There's a couple situations. Like my wife, for example. Sometimes, I'm sure she would probably prefer a roofie so that she could multitask essentially. So yeah, that sleep and please you sleep and also what we call get it over with. 
Oh, right? man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yo, we're at that stage of the relationship. Yeah. That's like, where it's like the, the obligatory birthday blowjob and stuff. Or Oh, that'd be nice. No. Um, what, <laughs> what I'm talking about is like Sunday night. We call it Sunday uh, night sex. And sometimes, sometimes Sunday night sex is on Saturday, which sucks. But um, so w- what it is essentially is either no sex or you take what you can get. And sometimes I put my foot down. No, 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 no. I'm not going to. What kind of a man would I be to have sex with a woman who's not really interested in it? And other times I'm like, okay, whatever, whatever. I don't care. I don't care. Oh, whatever. yeah. I'll hey, take there's it. something about that angry, annoyed face that kind of turns me on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes when she's ignoring me, longing for her phone, I'm just yes. like, yeah, that's cool. I kind of <laughs> dig that. I kind of dig that. So that's what I'm saying. A roofie in that situation where she's tired, she wants to get it over with, and then I... Both win. It's a win-win for me, too, actually, because... Yes, as long as it's a... Uh, Consensual roofie, a, a consensual roofie, a CR yeah. is what they call it, I believe. Yeah, CR is what they call it. CR that is what they the refer street. to it it's as. A very well known term. So with with the CR, that also allows me to have sex for a little longer too, because she's not constantly saying, "Are you done yet?" Oh my God, how long are you going to last tonight? Exactly. And of course, whenever they're in that mood, is when you can last the longest. That's when you're going forever. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, like hey, whenever they're in that mood. Hey, you're going like a porn star that night. Oh, yeah, they yeah. ruin it. You know what I mean? Stirring the pot and everything. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's Whenever just like, they're like really – and maybe it's because they're not into it so the pressure's off because when they're yeah. into it, that makes you enjoy it even more. Oh, yeah. And, oh, oh, nope. Slow oh, down. God. Slow down. And then you disappoint them again. No matter what, they're disappointed. Right, right. No matter what. It either ends with is that it or are you done yet? That's, That's really That's the, the two, two that I have. That's all I got. So you, the pretzel sticks, you're dipping it in the moist, so whatever. I say take one. She goes, well, I have a drink in both. Both of them had drinks in both hands. She says, will you feed it to me? No. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm laughing. I'm laughing at two things right now. The fact that we just joked around about roofies. And yes. now this, this – so this is a stranger trying to get you to feed it to her. Sexy stranger. Next to the girl that you met on Facebook recently. That's correct. Okay. In a cave. Yes. In, yes, in a cave. Between, okay. between two levels of cave. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nice recap. I'm, I'm with you now. Um, so I did. I asked her what sauce she wants. She wants the pepper jack. Of course she does. So that I, sounds so way I sexier. All, I dip it all delicately in the pepper jack. You know what I mean? Like try and make it sensual. Kind of like in, like I'm inserting something else into something else. <laughs> I try and make it sexual. And I slowly put it up to her mouth, and oh my god, she goes deep on this thing, all almost all the way down to my fingers. And now you're pissed because she just <laughs> she took your takes whole pretzel the whole stick. stick in one bite. <laughs> That's what it is. Yes. And then I go ahead and just put the last little nub in her mouth, you know. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know. And then you spray all the pepper jack all over her face. Facebook girl on even more because it made me look more desirable. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And these yeah. these chicks could have cared less if I. Basically, they didn't. They didn't care who this woman was. Right. I wasn't wearing a ring. Yeah. You know. So anyway, after that, she wants to go out to the car. We got to the car. Oh no, the caddy. Um, and we. The caddy. The caddy. The caddy. We the, got caddy. the caddy. All right. Boop boop. boop, boop. You know. Uh, yes, that's right. Boop boop. <laughs> and we get in there. We talk, and then we just get to some good old fashioned making out. Oh God, I don't and think I've made out in. 13 years. You know, hey, I felt like a teenager again, except oh, for I'd love fat. to. <laughs> and, <laughs> I'd love to make out, though. Make out. And of I course, feel like, like when I was a teenager, like the first kiss, I've already squirted in my pants, too. But Right, right. Um, 
I, I, you know, we're in there just making out, and and I'd already made my mind up that 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 this this woman, I, I like, I always want to say girl, but I like, know, I, I noticed you keep you keep catching you know, yourself, me being out with a girl at a bar, like that sounds like I have a child with me, but this woman. <laughs> You know, this woman could be something. This could maybe go somewhere. Oh. So I already decided I wasn't going to ruin it with a good old-fashioned Chody one-nighter. That's Chody. Yeah, because I, I'm, I'm sure I could have if I wanted. Right, right. Because telling them you want to wait turns them on even more. Oh, these, I, these I do remember that. creatures are so hard to read. Uh, dude, I was a hardcore Christian for years. Telling girls that you want to wait... Uh, it's a surefire way to oh, get a yeah. hot hey, horny. Anytime you want a one I stand, tell a girl you're saving it for the right one. They will do whatever it takes to be that one. <laughs> yeah. So we, um, <laughs> you know, we're in there for a while, and I'm like, oh, man, this is amazing. It's fantastic. We're there talking and making out until 2 o'clock in the morning. Wow. And then we go our separate ways. Okay. We're messaging constantly, constantly messaging. Then she texts me back uh, on two days later. Let's have dinner tonight. So I went. We went and had dinner together. Oh, things are even better on this night. Wow. I mean, the, the chemistry is amazing. Nice. And then the very next night, she says, "Hey, I'm gonna light the fire pit in my backyard. Why don't you come over and sit by the fire with me?" At my oh house. my god, that sounds awesome. It does. Very romantic, right? Yeah. So I I say, are you sure? I just met you. Are you sure you want me to come to your house already? Because in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, God, I probably should tell her my secret before I go to her house. What secret's that, Brian? That I've been to prison. 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 That I'm a hardened criminal. And ding, ding, I, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> she, she won't let me off. <laughs> she says, yes, I want you to come over. So I go over there. I walk around to the backyard. I see the fire. I see her face in the glow. We're talking. We're kissing. All that's happening. And then after this kiss, I pull back, and she's giving me this look. And I can tell that she's fallen hook, line, and sinker for the old toadster. Okay. Now, I'd like to I'd like to stop you right there. So, this is your old way of thinking <laughs> of being a con man. Because most people talk about... Uh, oh, she's fallen in love with me. Oh, she's fallen for me. But you said hook, line, and sinker. That's what a con man says. Hey, man. Hook, shut line, up. and sinker. I don't know. Okay, you know, That's you what are a correct. con man says, dude. Well, but which is which is crazy because she said that her ex-husband she just got divorced from was was uh, mentally abusive and a con man. And every time she would talk about him, I was like, well, I'm not mentally abusive, but I was a con man. <laughs> so I'm thinking, like, this probably isn't going to go over well in the future. You're just but, like, hey, you know, one out of two ain't bad. Well, yeah, great. <laughs> cool. <laughs> 500 will get you into the Hall of Fame. At that moment in time, I knew that this was the time I had to tell her. Okay. The old me would have said nothing. Right. I would have just continued to see her. I would have had sex with her four or five times. She would have heard it through the grapevine from somebody else. Right. Because later on, she did have some mutual acquaintances, I guess. I could say in the community that did know. Right. And I came back and I said, look, I can't do this anymore. I got to tell you something. I got to tell you something. I, I just have to tell you right now. 
I'm so happy I met you. And (laughs) that's a good way to start off. That's a good way to start off. I got to give that to you. I'm so happy I met you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good way to go. Well, I kind of did it on purpose, like a little mind game first, just to make her wonder what it is. Like, oh, my God. Um, are you married? Oh my God! Did you used to be a chick? You know, right. I just wanted her to right. really wonder what it was. Um, right. Always the showman with you. <laughs> you know, always leave them wanting more. Yeah. So, so I've set up this elaborate scheme here. I've got three doors. All right, behind me. You can yeah. pick through one. Where did those doors three? come from? Who put them there? This is my backyard. <laughs> Where's the lighting? There's lighting. <laughs> See me back there with a follow spot. <laughs> <laughs> Got the headset on and everything. <laughs> All right, we're go. We're go. That happens so quickly. <laughs> Where did it come from? So, I tell her uh, straight up, I've been to prison. <gasps> she leans way back. Like like Fat Joe? Oh, yeah, you know, and, and then she did back. the rock away. Way <laughs> Okay, yeah. good. I'm glad you got that reference. <laughs> so, wow. All right. Uh, <laughs> then um, I, I she asked me what I did. I told her. I said I was a con man. I was a thief. My wife left me. I can't blame her, but it caused me to flip my lid. I went on a crime spree. Right. And I was arrested, and they sent me to prison. I got out in September, and I told her the whole thing, and um, I, I said, you know, and I know that, you know, you have just got out of a bad relationship with someone that you couldn't trust and, right. and, and you know, it ended badly. And I'm sure this is a lot to lay on you. So you probably need to think about it. She goes, yeah, but I do have a lot to think about, but it doesn't mean it's a deal breaker. Ah, interesting. Said, okay. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you this before I go, since I was up front and honest with you, I just hope that if you think this is something you cannot do that you'll show me the same courtesy. You'll just tell me this is something I can't do. Yeah. F off. I can't do this. Yeah. Yeah. We're done here. Yeah. Never heard from her again. Still not. Still nothing. No, no, nothing. Okay. So when we recorded on Sunday, I was like, well, I'll give her some time. And and you were, you were kind of, you know, throwing caution to the wind saying, screw her. I don't, I, I, and and, you know what? Side note, you're in Lansing or Leavenworth. Which one? Leavenworth. Okay, you know what, Lansing or Leavenworth, they're both prison towns. She can't yes. be that surprised. Everybody knows somebody who's been in there or worked there, so exactly. it's a little accepted. It, it yeah. can't be that big of a surprise. That's like living in Lawrence, Kansas, where KU's main campus is, and dating somebody and them saying, I have something to tell you, I'm a college student. I mean, yeah, yeah no S, of course you are. Of course you are. Everybody yes, I meet yes, around yes. here is a college student or is associated with the college in some way. And it probably doesn't help that her dad's a cop. Oh, here, I'm going to press this one right this time. Yeah, and like I said last time, I'm the opposite of a cop. (laughs) This is a a bad (laughs) 80s sitcom or an HBO docudrama. I'm not sure which one it is. Yeah, so this is is something I'm going to have to get used to because I've said last week there's two kind of girls. Yep. There are the ones that are turned on by the fact that you just got out of prison. Yeah, I like those and girls. Kind of like an un- uncaged beast, and they want to be the first one to to have sex with you when you get out. So, like I said, get those, get those I tell girls. them all that they're the first one, and I just got out. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be using that one for years. years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, I just got out yesterday. <laughs> I just got out yesterday. Just got out of the hoosegow yesterday. Uh. <laughs> 
I know you did not because nobody calls it that. Yes. So in that case, in the future, if you if you want to just let give a little give a little uh, wink and a nod that you haven't been out for as long as you're saying, you could say Hooskow and see if they're in the know. Maybe. That, yeah, because a lot of them are. I bet. I bet. Um, so it, it, you know, and I've learned now that not everybody will be able to accept the fact that I've been to prison. And that's okay, though. Right. But I would rather, and it sounds weird, I'm proud of myself for being honest. I'm proud of myself that I did not lie about it. I did not try and hide it. I told everything up front. You should be. So, Honestly, you should be. You should be proud yeah, of that. If, if, if anybody is, I feel good enough about the fact I served my time, I paid my debt to society, and I'm still paying financially for my crimes – um, that, you know, if, if it, it's their loss, uh, and I will just keep going and moving on and that's all I can do. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad you had that attitude because I don't want you to, <laughs> you know, finally, finally be honest with someone and have it come bite you in the ass. And that's then, it. I'm going back to crime. Exactly. That's it. Now I'm going to steal Jeremy's identity and, uh, all of his money, which, um, would not be good. So I don't want well, you to do that. Yeah. I would never do that to you. Is any of your information still on this computer you sent to me? Dude, that's so scary because I sent you a computer that has yes. information. And I'm, I was like, I want to delete everything that I can. And then the other day we screenshotted because, again, we lost a GD episode. We're yes. screen sharing. And then brunk, the little, uh, I guess it's just the wallpaper in the background, is a picture of me and my wife on a vacation. And I was like, clearly I didn't erase everything. On the computer that I sent no, to Brian? No, there's still a lot of your stuff in here. <laughs> <laughs> that is terrifying. So, so, so yeah, hey, I, I want to hear about your complaints. I've got a complaint. I've got a complaint yes. that I want to get to because you you recall the 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 uh, the ad that I made the other day for the, for, the uh, for our new sponsor, Guns for Kids? Yes, Guns for Kids. Have you heard about Sasha Baron Cohen's new show on Showtime? No. Okay. I want to warn the audience that I made this uh, this ad for Guns for Kids long before what I'm about to play for you. So, Sasha Baron Cohen, you know the Ollie G show, right, from HBO back in yes, the day? Yes, and Bruno, Bruno and Borat. And so, all of those were part of the Ollie G show. They were all characters that were part of the Ollie G show, not the Ollie G show. Kind of yes. like the Husko. Um And so, oh. now he's got a new character. That is like this Israeli news reporter who is uh-huh. coming to America and interviewing all of these politicians. And he's got uh, uh, it, what I have here is just an ad for the show. And it's a it's a couple minutes long. I think I'm going to kind of fade in and out of it. So just to kind of talk about it here and there. But essentially, okay. I'm not saying he stole my idea by any means, because obviously, if I just recorded this a couple weeks ago, they've been recording this for weeks, months, maybe even years to get these politicians into it. But he kind of came along the same idea that I had. I'm going to play it for you here. Let's hear it. Now that I had this prat on board, I was welcomed into the halls of Congress, where I sat down with a House representative and outlined my common sense proposal. Oh, the, the you want me to say on television that I support three and four year olds with firearms? Is that what you're asking me to do? <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. 
you can do Typically, members of Congress don't just hear a story about a program and then indicate whether they support it or not. I support the kindergartens program. We in America would be wise to implement it. Kindergartens. It's something that we should think about in America, about putting guns in the hands of law-abiding citizens, good guys. Wow. Whether they be teachers or whether they actually be uh, talented children or highly trained preschoolers. Maybe highly <laughs> trained preschoolers. I'm going to let this keep going for just a little bit. how to defend themselves in their school might actually make us safer here. A three-year-old cannot defend itself from a assault rifle by throwing a Hello Kitty pencil case at it. Our founding oh fathers do not put an age limit on the Second Amendment. The intensive three-week kindergarten course introduces specially selected children from 12 to 4 years old to pistols, rifles, semi-automatics, and rudimentary <laughs> knowledge of mortars. And rudimentary knowledge month, of mortars. Less than a month, a first grader can become a first grenader. <laughs> Toddlers are pure, oh uncorrupted by fake God. news or homosexuality. Did you hear that? They don't worry. Children are pure, uncorrupted by the fake news or homosexuality. Okay. Exactly. 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 They're I right. I agree with that one. So here's the thing. They... The, the the idea behind all of this was um, obviously this isn't a, the kindergartens program isn't real, but they've convinced all of these politicians to read this script uh, in agreement uh, for this because they think they're going to get some sort of kickback from it. So the reason why I bring all of this up is because you'll recall my ad that I made yes. for guns for kids. I'm going to play it real quick guns here. For kids. I, I want to play this real quick here. Hey kids! Such great production. You can donate online at gunzforkids.com. That's guns with a Z. Because as a student, I don't always feel safe when my teacher is packing heat. You know she's right. Who's she, gonna be there to stop a know, bad kid with a gun? Right. Why, the lion leader, of course. Now that's a good kid with a gun. Now that's oh, a good yeah. kid with a gun. I'm, I'm sorry. Guns for kids. Gotta Money bring in the hook. So that's that. That is what my ad was, and I saw it. I saw it. It was everywhere on Twitter the other day, and I was like, "This is my life." I come up with these ideas and people beat me to the punch all the time. All the time. Not anymore, Chody. Not anymore. We got to, we got to, we come up with this type of stuff. We got to get it out. We got to get it out now. I don't care if it's on the podcast necessarily, or if we put it on the Instagram page, or the Twitter page, or the Facebook page, whatever it is, we got to get these ideas out ASAP. All I'm saying is, let's call it a night. What do you say? I, I guess that sounds good. I guess. We're having some technical yeah. technical issues here. We're going to edit it all together, and you guys are never going to know, and uh, so everything's going to be okay. But at least this time, we've got it all recorded. So, um, Chody, do you have any uh, anything to plug, anything you want to talk about uh, before we end here? or? No, I really just uh, would like to say like how we closed the last show. Yeah. Um, if you know anybody who's in prison, if you know anybody who's in jail, 
and you care for them, write them a letter. It means everything in the world to see your name on the mail call list. I know they did something stupid. I know you're hurting. They're hurting too. Reach out to them. Uh, knowing they have support is one of the biggest things for having them come out and have a successful go at it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I uh, Yes. Uh, and don't forget, um, you can always write into us or email us or leave us a voicemail. Technically, what you need to do is just make, make a little uh, voice memo on your phone and email it to uh, grayflannel at gmail.com. Grayflannel yes, please do. Uh, we'll have everything in the notes for that, uh, for you to email us, uh, uh, to email the voicemail to the proper place and everything. In the meantime, uh, make sure you uh, subscribe to the show. Make sure you like us on uh, whatever uh, program you're using. Most importantly, make sure that you get onto iTunes, the Android player, the Google player, and give us a review. That's going to be uh, a very important part of the process. But, uh, that's pretty much all I have got for this week. Um, we're going to join you again next week. And honestly, I'm not sure what we're going to do from here on out. We have talked about reviewing episodes here and there of certain things. Honestly, that's part of the overall milieu of what uh, I would like to do with the podcast. But right now I'm enjoying just chatting with Chody. So I don't Me know. Too. We'll see. We'll see. Chody. Uh, we had talked about getting an um, esteemed DJ from Wichita, Kansas to do yes. what intros. Have you reached out to him at all? I have not. I will friend okay. request him right now on Facebook. Do that. Because if we can get him, that would be a lot. Uh, that would be like a childhood wish of mine. Yeah, no doubt. We both grew up listening to him. It would be amazing if we could get this guy to do our intros for us, which I would retroactively go through and put all the intros in. But uh, but for now, that's all I got. Uh, Chody, any, anything else? Uh, that was actually a very good way to end the show, reminding everybody that you might, with the way the prison system is right now, a lot of people know somebody in prison. And it's, it's, it's a good thing to reach out to them. It's, it's good for the whole process. But uh, anything else? No, I'm good. Uh, come back next week. Talk about some different things. One maybe being my shoe addiction. You have a shoe addiction? Oh yeah. I'm buying too many shoes. Dude. Yeah, I'm a chode. It's a good one. I like it. I've got I've got I I'm the same way. We could talk about that by all means. All right. Stop on by everybody. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the program. And Chody, I've perhaps while we've been waiting to log back on, I might have had too much to drink tonight. <laughs> 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 and dude, I have worked too much and I'm going to go right to sleep. All right. I'm going to press.